0: The following audio was found in a remote Southeast Asian jungle cave amidst three skeletons. This may very well be records of their last moments. Oh, stop
1: it! Damn! they say that absence makes the heart grow fonder, so maybe lower the palazzo will let me more! What the
0: hell do you want, Excel? <gasps> Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. I am Video Store Zulu, Bill. <laughs> Joining me is the Ninja Commando from Hell, Josh. Uh, uh, ninja Commando. The ninja Commando yeah. from Hell, Thank Josh. You.
1: Thank you.
0: And your new Papa, Andrew.
2: <gasps> oh, come here, Sandora. I'm your new Papa. Welcome to Tuning Japanese. I am so excited to be with you today. Oh my god, this is going to be one of the greatest episodes. It's not my favorite of the Excel Saga <laughs> episodes, but it's one of my favorites because of if anything, a moment near the end of the episode that we'll get to, I'm sure. Oh man, how are we doing, folks?
1: Oh, how's it, it
0: been? Been a long week, but uh, I'm glad to be here. Indeed, yeah. which is saying something.
1: I'm, I'm telling you, yeah, I, I swear this week just took forever for us to get here. I mean, from last week to this week, it, it almost seems like double the time, actually, for us to get here and get this recorded.
2: He's making behind-the-scenes jokes.
1: It's been great, and, uh...
2: Also, I, it's been
0: triple the time. <laughs>
2: It just keeps multiplying. Um, so yeah, I mean, for you guys out in, in TV land, it's only been a weekend. We are ready, I think, for yet another episode of Tuning Japanese. I think
1: so. I, I have been chomping at the bit. What's been going on this week in the
2: world of anime or media or what can we chat about for a few moments before we get to the episode?
1: Well, I haven't really been able to, to catch anything real noteworthy about what's been going on in the world of anime. So I figured let's just talk about anything that We might have gotten done anime-related or, in my instance, classic video game-related. I Ah. recently picked up, well, downloaded, the Mega Man Legacy Collection for my PlayStation 4.
2: What games are included in in the Legacy Edition?
1: Legacy Edition now has the original six NES games. For for Mega Man, yes. Mega Man's 1 through 6. Those are the only ones that matter. Well, I was also hoping they'd have the X series, but right now the classics are awesome. It's got, doesn't have updated graphics, doesn't have updated music. The only thing that seems updated gameplay-wise, colors. Colors are a little bit brighter. They kept everything original. The music, gameplay, even the weird clippings that old uh, NES yes, games yes. would have at the time where yes, your indeed. enemy would randomly to because you moved uh, in the same direction they did at the same time mm-hmm. stuff like that but it, it really is a nice throwback Mega Man is probably by far my favorite classic video game series from the NES era I fell in love with Mega Man when I played Mega Man 2 Picked up Mega Man 3 and just was engrossed in that. And then I kind of petered out after 3, but that was just because we didn't have a whole lot of money at the time to buy new games. And then picked up a Sega Genesis.
2: Uh, Ah, traitor, traitor, absolute traitor.
1: Actually, the first video game system that we bought outside of the ColecoVision was a Sega Master System. Oh, God. We actually went to the Nintendo after we had the Master System. So, yeah, I'm kind of a... I'm kind of a brand guy and was very big into Sega back in the day. But when it came to Nintendo, it was always Mega Man.
2: So was Bill. Bill was
0: a Sega guy. Uh, Yeah, I started with Sega. That was... Sega Genesis. Yeah, that was Um, your first system, right?
2: That was my first system that I had to buy myself. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that Mega Man is your favorite NES series because anytime I've ever played Mega Man back in the day or even now, and maybe this is just indicative of the fact that I'm not very good at video games, but my god, I cannot pass a single level of that game ever.
1: It's tough, and actually one of the nice functions of the game is you can actually save your progress mid-play.
2: Oh, nice. So if you
1: get stuck, on, and believe me, I've been using the the fuck out of that. I bet. Because right now I'm just playing the first Mega Man. I'm actually making it a point to go through each game Mm -hmm. chronologically, and yeah, it's it's very handy. You don't have to worry about trying to wait until you get a passcode that didn't that ah
2: yes, the passcodes which
1: which was not a a thing that happened until. Mega Man 2, the first Mega Man never had passes. So you cards. had to
2: beat it the fir- all the way through.
1: Exactly. It mm. was one of those, you had to do this in one sitting or, you know, put your system on pause for a few hours while you go to school and hopefully you didn't burn it out or, you know, raise the electric bill to, uh. to gastronomical levels. Astronomical levels, I
2: <laughs> uh, a, There's a fart joke in there somewhere. Yeah, there is. Uh, there uh, is. Gastronomical <laughs> levels. <laughs> that,
1: gastronomical.
2: <laughs> I think that might be our episode title. yeah um, so,
1: <laughs> Yeah!
2: Speaking of video games, uh, I've actually been playing some video games. Oh,
1: yeah? What you got? Um,
2: I've been streaming on Twitch, going into other avenues and trying not to sleep ever. So I've been playing Sailor Moon Another Story, and I don't know if you're familiar with Sailor Moon Another Story. It is an old SNES game. It is an JRPG nice, set in the Sailor Moon universe. Now, does it follow the same story? It follows... It's called Another Story, you dick. I just got that. <laughs>
1: uh, no,
2: it's... Damn Damn, I just love
1: the fact that you were thinking there for a minute there was the right thing to say, and then you go, oh, fuck.
2: <laughs> no, so so in another story, meaning after, it's after, I believe, I'm kind of getting it's after either Sailor Moon S or Sailor Moon Super S. I'm not sure exactly where it kind of falls, but the outer sense you're involved. Well, it's, like, so, it's like Sailor Moon tea. Yes, yeah, like Sailor Moon <laughs> Yes, mm, Actually,
1: I would like to try some Sailor Moon tea. I, uh, I wonder, I wonder what, what the flavor uh, would it'd be. I, I already think Bill would probably go for the Sailor Mars flavored, just because you know he loves hot stuff, and that could just be like an atomic fireball. <laughs> I didn't know where he was form. going with that. I wasn't sure where he's going either. Jesus Christ! You know, I'm not a pervert all the time.
2: Oh, apparently we are because, <laughs> we, <laughs> yes. because we went there. Get,
1: get your heads out of the gutters, uh, I
2: I would. You know what kind of tea I would want? What, Josh, what, what Josh, Bill, t- Bill. You know what kind of tea I would want? <laughs> I would want some Sailor Mercury bubble tea. <laughs> isn't that great bubble tea get it you head had bubble wow, tea wow you B- bubble tea uh, but, you were way but, way but, too excited about that it was so good jesus oh, christ man oh my god and you know like and i have bubble tea i kind of drink it kind of like i would imagine her using her attack i don't like the bubbles so i usually spit them out but anyway, Sailor Moon, another story, which I've been streaming on Twitch, is an interesting story. It starts off kind of interesting and intriguing until you find out the villains are basically exact replicas of the Sailor Scouts that look slightly different and come from a different planet. And that part's kind of lame. And, and I'm are stuck total on a,
1: sluts.
2: I mean, no, not yet at least. But I, <laughs> but I'm stuck on a fight where basically what happened is, I think it's Mamaru and Sailor Saturn are injured and you have to go and find these stones that were from like they were owned by the four kings of heaven and the four inner senshi decide let's go travel around the world and find these stones so that all of a sudden they're just like I'm gonna go to Switzerland I'm playing right now is Sailor Mercury like in the Alps or something and it's ridiculous and I'm at the boss battle and I can't get past it and it's pissing me off so if you want to watch me get really pissed off at Sailor Moon another story you can find me on Twitch my username on there is Lemon Nerd Boy Bill Yo what you got well, uh, Muppets just wrapped up. Muppets? Muppet M- cast! Wait, wait, wait.
1: Muppets? <laughs> God damn it. This is, this is why I told you that we shouldn't have gotten a non-anime fan to do this. Cause now he's gonna talk about the fucking, okay, granted, I love the Muppets. Go who ahead. Who doesn't love the Muppets? I... I... Idiots, that's yeah. who. Yeah, that's true.
0: That, that is true. Um, that is true. Yeah, I'm, I have no anime-related news. I've done nothing anime-related. Okay. I've played Fallout. Mm-hmm. I've watched TV. The only thing I've really watched has been The Muppets.
2: I have not seen The New Muppets at all, not uh, in the least. It's fantastic,
0: um, as subversive as ever. Although it is one part, more than one part, probably three parts 30 Rock and one part The Office. But it is, it's a fantastic show. It's hilarious. Well, the show has now proven, with its Valentine's Day episode, something I have been telling you fuckers for a long time. And that is that Gonzo fucks chickens. Oh,
1: fucking A. Uh,
2: come on now. I no. hey, I haven't seen it. Right. So I, I I can't speak for it, but. Really?
1: You, you want to bring up that old argument? How do you know 100% that Gonzo was fucking Camilla? Do you actually see Gonzo fucking do, Camilla? Do you, no, no, they do yoga no. together. There's do you no have chicken a chicken ta-
0: penetration? No. Do you, do you have
2: a sex tape? Is there a sex tape? Is there a Gonzo re- sex tape? He
0: refers to them having a breakup. She is his ex. He goes out to date other people to get his mind off of her. And then at the end of the episode, spoiler alert, she shows up at the house party and they get back together.
1: Oh, wait, yeah.
2: But um, how about this? How about this? What if they're waiting for marriage?
1: They're, no, because there is Bill's right.
2: Yeah, no. Um, I refuse to give
1: in on they, this.
0: They say Pepe and Rizzo are his roommates. Yeah. And Pepe is complaining that some of the eggs in the house are for eating and some are offspring. Oh.
1: There's actually a couple baskets that, um, yeah. Oh, One's a- marked food and one's
0: marked offspring. Oh. She wouldn't be laying eggs if she didn't have a rooster around. Oh. Yeah. So, 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 okay, okay. So, so, hey, hey, so at very least he's making her ovulate. All right. All right. I, I have, right. I I hold have on. one
2: final question then. Right. Is his nose his sex organ? I don't know. They haven't <laughs> gone that far yet.
0: All right.
1: Well.
2: <laughs> Again, there's been no chicken
0: penetration.
1: All right, all right. Shown. All right, so this argument's been five years running. All right, man, come here. All right. All right. Yep. Yep. There you go. Hey, if Got you're it.
2: on money, <laughs> I, I like money. Well, then you should...
1: Dude, that was <laughs> 20 bucks! <laughs> then, it, then yeah, Then you it should was.
2: be
0: on the chicken fuck train. <laughs> 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 okay. I could phrase that better. I
2: <laughs> think you could. Good lord.
1: Josh! I could be on
0: Team Chicken Fuck. I- you can't phrase that better. <sighs> uh, you
2: should agree with me. Josh! How about
1: Team Chicken Fucker? How <laughs>
2: about we get to Excel Saga, right? And okay. Josh... Oh, Excel Saga episode three. Oh yes, you've got the crazy long title. I couldn't (laughs) write it down. She was talking way too fast. Alright. lead us into episode three, and let's talk about it.
1: Well, first things first. That's right. We are now in episode three of Excel Saga, also known as the Sacrificial Lamb of the Venomous Great Escape of Hell, and we open. With Koshi Rikuto w- walking into his local video store. Not a blockbuster video.
2: You know what always made me laugh about family video? Was that? That they had a porn section, and they were called family video. But it's they for the even... whole family.
1: I love that section.
2: Did your grandpa have to have his section? I, uh...
1: Oh, yeah! Uh, oh, oh, God, <laughs> yes! My favorite spot! Where the ladies are oh, all naked, Yes! <laughs>
2: Ah, uh, please continue.
1: Anyway, so she's walking down the aisle. He picks up random videotape.
2: Ass Blasters 3?
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. He was actually in the action section. Okay.
0: There was action going on in Ass
2: Blasters 3. <laughs> no, 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 oh,
1: no, Okay. Action, adventure, not anything okay, involving... Cave
2: Exploration. <laughs> oh, spelunking. What's the... Jesus Christ, man! The
1: brown what is... <laughs> I don't. Boss. I
0: don't think Jesus Christ did any of that. Well, allegedly...
1: Yeah, I don't know. Who's to say? Mm-hmm. You ever read The Da Vinci Code, dude? I mean, come on. I'm much... sure...
0: No, but I'm sure there's not a part of The Da Vinci Code where
2: Jesus gets down on butts it stuff.
1: I would love it. That would be so great. That would be my new favorite book. Anyway! All right. So, Koshi picks up a video cassette, reads the back of it, and then states that he has just given permission to make Excel Saga into a B-rated action flick.
2: B-rated action flick? Oh. Now, Bill... I feel like this has got to be a little bit more up your alley compared to last week's episode. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: I do like action movies. Mm-hmm. So let's hope this is um, going to deliver.
1: We'll find well, out. We will, we will. I mean, we know you hated sci-fi, and you hated episode two. I mean, come on, I am bound to determine to make you love this series. I
0: don't think it's going to happen.
1: Oh, Jesus <sighs> Christ. All right, well, anyway, he invites us to watch. We bust into the opening credits. Title cards in a grady font stating, that this film is directed by Shinichi Watanabe. couple other title cards, which then burns away into Na No Escape! Which is quickly thrown aside by saying, No! I'm not quite sure. Was that a statement, or was that more of a No, as in for the No Escape?
2: I don't know. What I want to know is why do the subtitles in that opening montage part not match... Or am I thinking of a later part? You're thinking
1: a little bit later. I'm thinking a little
2: later. Yes, question. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. But
1: you know, the, the one nice thing to see in this opening title, something, you know, about this action film that just makes me feel wonderful, no mention of Michael Bay whatsoever.
0: I'd like to point out that although we are watching the dub version, I have subtitles on. Mostly so I can tell what the hell Excel is saying when she's ranting at 900 miles an hour. So that's why you heard subtitles being mentioned.
1: Anyways, so we cut to a military-style helicopter flying through the cityscape. And it's a very, very sweeping motion and very epic and very action movie-like. At which point the you hear a co-pilot is like, uh, Sir, uh, where are we going? You hear the... Highlights say, well, who cares? We don't have a special reason. We just wanted an action shot to put into this low budget action film. Yeah, low budget is a good way to put it, oh, I suppose. Oh yes. I mean this is this is this is really lower. St- <laughs> this quite literally. And yet it's still more watchable than any Michael Bay film. <laughs> Bay 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 <laughs> So yeah. then we... Tra- Megan Fox is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. So we transition to El Palazzo once again, declaring that the world is corrupt to our mysterious Martian girl that, oh, yeah. that was revealed in the last episode. Yeah, Both characters are
0: hotter than Megan Fox. Definitely. <laughs> Even Lordeel Palazzo. No, under. I would agree on that one. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: He's hot. Mm-hmm. Both characters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyways... Lord El Palazzo's about to make his sweeping declaration of how the world is corrupt. The young, bluish-haired girl just collapses. <laughs> the, fir- mean,
2: the first of six times throughout the episode, mm, I do believe, if not more. Probably yes. more than six, honestly. I mean,
1: at first you would think that him doing the world is corrupt statement. She's swooning over the great power of Lord El Palazzo's... No, no, she's fainting. Well, asking her if she's alright, she gets up, and he goes on about... How there's war going on. And while he's going through this monologue of, of how terrible war is, how only mighty nations want to strengthen their military prowess, of course the girl falls over again. To which point, Lord Il Palazzo asks, Are you okay? <laughs> he's so caring. Hyatt. Yes. This mysterious, fainting girl's name is Hyatt, voiced by the ever-talented, and extremely adorable Monica Rial. Just trust me on this guy. She is. She's cute. Hey, 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 Josh. Hey.
2: Hey, you you, you do all this trivia stuff and you know things. I know something, too. What? Hyatt, Excel, and Il Palazzo are all names of hotels. I okay. hope
0: there's no cameo by Paris Hilton.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, I hope not. Oh, fuck. I always thought that she was the Great Will. That totally makes sense. Doesn't it? It does. I'm down. Okay. Okay. Carry on.
1: All right. Well, as we said, Il Palazzo continues a monologue about war. And, of course, in the middle of the monologue, Hyatt passes out. But, of course, Il Palazzo says... Well, none of this is actually relevant to your I love mission. That part.
2: I love that part. I always love when Il Palazzo starts a mission by saying, here's a bunch of shit, and he's like, <laughs> actually, no, this is what I want you to do. I just want you to go find this funny-looking girl. Yes, exactly. I guess that's part of this chick. Yeah, I think so. I think Fair so. Enough. Right. Like a so, motif, if you will. Right.
1: Of course, Il Palazzo informs Hyatt that Agent Excel has gone missing and shows a rather unflattering picture of poor Excel, what he describes as giving a strange face while hiding her feelings of hunger after something about a four-day fast. You know, she wouldn't be hungry
2: if Il Palazzo actually paid her properly. Do you think that he pays her, or do you think that she just, like, wastes all of her money? Dude, oh, she totally
0: doesn't pay her. That's
2: why she has <laughs> part-time jobs.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's true. Du- dude, she's a-, a classic Japanese NEAT. I never thought of it that way. She's a NEAT! I don't know what that means. Explain no, it for us, Josh. Okay, NEAT is an acronym. Uh, it was actually first... This is
0: why I'm on the show. You're <laughs> welcome.
1: NEAT is uh, an acronym that was employed back in Europe, but has been used a lot in Japanese culture. It stands for No Employment, Education, or Trainable Skills. Oh, Actually, it's not neat, it's neats with an S at the end, so I do agree. I just
0: thought uh, El Palazzo was a scumbag who just lived off of, uh, his female employees.
2: Prob- employees.
1: Probably, yeah. or maybe he's like one of those douchebags that has a big fortune from his, from a dead uncle or something.
2: And he has a great tailor.
1: Oh, fuck yeah. Well, anyway!
2: I want his guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: figured you would. After being tasked to find Excel, Hyatt once again collapses mid salute to Lord El Palazzo, to which he goes, um, are, are you going to go, Hyatt? She goes, yes, sir. <laughs> um, she does a very passable impression of an inchworm crawling away. Did you say the... principal inch? No, 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 I said inchworm. Sorry. I don't know what's happening. Pr- I, I, pr- pr- I... Principal
2: inch? Inchman? Anyone? Inchman? Chin-chan? Alright, sorry. There's, there are at least, like, three fans out there who got that reference to shin Chan.
1: Anyway, we transition to a jungle outpost ran by a paramilitary group. I mean, this is a jungle outpost that you would see maybe in Nicaragua, Nicaragua. Argen- Nicaragua. In Argentina. <laughs> Strange that it's actually located... I would assume it's supposed to be somewhere in Japan.
2: If you look at the end of the episode, it's about a block away from Excel's apartment. So it is. <laughs> right.
1: it, it's really close. Wait, wait, just give be a... more shenanigans. Yeah, oh, fair enough. I mean, you know, this is this uh, is Excel Saga. <laughs> I did
0: assume from the end the of last
1: episode they were in South America. That's true. That's true. So we pick up to Excel, who gives us some rather lovely exposition over a. um well, let's just say a torture montage.
2: Yes, and this is the only anime that can make torture look adorable. Oh my god,
1: I mean, what were some of the examples of her torture? Oh yes, she was tied to a pit of water, and when she's lifted up, there was... She was tied to a pit of water? Well, she was she was dangled. <laughs> I should say she was dangled in a pit of water, and when she was pulled up, it revealed, let's see, a killer whale, an electric eel, a, a cr- koala!
0: A poochu Yes. No, that was based on like the whole Rambo thing and getting pulled up and having leeches all over, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, oh yeah, yeah, that was definitely a reference to that.
1: Oh yes, clearly. <laughs> well, another reference was that she was getting electrocuted.
2: Oh, I love this is my this is probably my favorite my second
1: favorite scene of oh, the whole yes. episode. I,
2: I, admittedly, I laughed at this.
1: He oh, can yeah. be taught. He can. Yes. Well, of course, there's a psychotic-looking man with looked like spark plugs uh strapped to a jumper cable and just went. Zzzz to excel to which she replied on her boobies by the way they were on her boobies but she replied may I have some more at
2: least she said something along the lines of a a little
1: higher please oh yes that's right a little higher please frustrated the man goes and tortures a guy next to her and he
2: completely is (laughs) charred up oh god yes it's amazing
1: and of course a final shot Eh, yeah, eh, yeah, see where I'm going with this. Follow mm-hmm, me on this mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. Shows Excel being dangled upside down, tied to another man, spinning around as the soldiers place one bullet in a revolver and shoot. Thus killing the other person. Excel explains that she's in this situation, uh, doesn't exactly know why she was put involved. They made some mention of being vigilantes or struggling against the go- government like a rebel faction. The government. The government. <laughs> The government? I'll call this a government. <laughs> you know, she had plenty of others with her, but they seemed to just start dying left and right. She can't explain why.
0: That didn't seem to make a lot of sense when they spun them together and they put one bullet in the gun. That's too many variables. Like, mm-hmm. you think they'd either pack the whole gun and spin them so that it would just kill one of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Or they would just
0: put person up and put one bullet in the gun and Russian roulette them. Why Russian roulette two spinning people?
2: Uh, Excel Saga.
1: Okay. Also, this is a paramilitary group. Have you ever seen some of those paramilitary militias down south? They ain't ran by the most intelligent of people, y'all.
2: One of the best lines, for I believe it was during this scene, was when she was giving her montage, her, her, her like kind of monologue explaining everything. Mm-hmm. And I remember those lines said, "I'm not bitter,
1: but goddamn," <laughs> right. and it's
2: just the way she said it was absolutely hilarious. Yes.
1: She definitely made a statement that probably once across has taken over the world, they should do something about destroying governments or Taking some
0: various governments, yes,
1: mm-hmm. some such like that. But of course, we then pan to Excel trying to find a way to escape, and she. Well, she's finding a way. She's tunneling using that tried-and-true method that got people out of Alcatraz. A spoon. Spoon!
0: Fairly certain nobody escaped Alcatraz with a spoon. Shut
2: up. I am trying
0: to be intelligent. There was like three guys with a raft once that may have escaped.
2: Is that the time when that those two guys like were boning that ugly chick and then, you know, used that to get out of... Oh, wait, never mind. That was uh New York jail. Never mind. What? <laughs> Do you not watch the news ever? <laughs> you never watch the news. Watch the news. That was a huge thing. The manhunt, like, about four or five months. Anyway. There was some ugly chick who worked at the jail, and... they Eiffel towered their way to freedom? Yes, they did. Fair enough. <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ, I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, Josh. As we said, she's digging out with a spoon. She talks about that, you know, it's really hard when she's hungry... And also keeps finding things that's hard to comment on, thus revealing a human skull that's been buried in what appears to be thick, dense granite rock. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very strange. She collapses in hunger, which is pretty regular for Excel. I don't think we need to explain that anymore.
2: No, no.
1: But we cut back to Menchie. Oh, I love this bicep. So Speaking uh, of food. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of food. I believe that's actually where our transition happened. She was wondering what happened to Menchie. Well, we transitioned to that mutt, Menchie, being surrounded by three soldiers who began to ooh and ah. What are their oh. names? I don't think they didn't actually have names. Soldier 1, 2, and 3. <gasps> Voiced by? Guy 1, Guy 2, Guy 3. Ah,
2: lame. Cop out. You're bad at this.
1: Shut up! I done research. I think the names were given as like Russian soldier and stupid soldier, and yeah, I think right. so in the credits. So they, of course, are enamored by the cuteness of Menchie. I mean, who wouldn't be enamored by that cute little face? I'm enamored every time they they talk about how. Well, what should we name him? Well, let's name him Mickey. And they go on about their fallen comrade, Mickey. <laughs> Poor Mickey. Oh, Mickey! I miss Mickey. I know he's so fine. I know M- Mickey was, he was amazing. so fine. He
2: blew my mind. <laughs> hey, Mickey! Oh. <sighs> All right, anyway.
0: seven seconds are up. Yeah,
2: I know. I better, I better stop or else we'll get sued. It's the shitting, dude. You want to get? Do you want to get sued, boy? You want to get sued? <laughs>
0: Ironically, that might get you
2: sued. Oh no! <laughs> Shit! There's, there's so many levels of irony here
1: enamored by now mickey they decide that they love mickey because the dog reminds them so much of their old friend mickey that mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. one of the soldiers realized that mickey is a
2: girl just like mickey though he was going to get a sex but change that's, operation that's right
1: he was going to get an operation then he died, and <laughs> then he died. all
2: right, and, and i'm there, fairly certain one of the soldiers is
0: going to live with him after yes morning, so yes that's absolutely.
1: right that's right mm-hmm. but but mm-hmm. gentlemen gentlemen just be serious for a moment here let's <clears throat> take it down a little let's, let's have a moment of silence for Mickey oh okay who could not get his gender reassignment surgery done <gasps> god damn it Bill <laughs> is, that for your, is that for your homies
2: oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so Mickey yes Mickey Menchie Mickey close enough yes. now so
1: of course their their enjoyment of Mickey is interrupted by a gruff brutal looking gentleman with two scars going down his eyes and a baseball vicious face <laughs> no no not not baseball face no he's actually known as the demon sergeant bill voiced demon sergeant bill <laughs> no 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 bill is the v- name no no bill. demon sergeant period bill No, bill is video store zulu yeah you're bill. the video yeah yeah you already picked the name you can't go back to that
2: comma not period i like semicolons <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm gonna go with the english teacher on this
2: one. yay Winky emojis. Is that why you butt stuff too hard? I think so. <laughs> but anyways, the demon... Oh my
1: god, what's that?
2: A
0: semicolon.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, keep going, pro-laps. please. <laughs> <With> the <laughs> please demon sergeant is voiced by Mike Kleinheins. I don't know much about this guy. Maybe he just did a few uh, things for ADV back in the day, but that's who he was. But the You're demon... you good at
2: research. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is, but I know his name. <laughs> what's the middle name? What's this, what's this here? Breakfast. Food? So the demon, the <laughs> demon sergeant
1: tells those three whips that he has a special training assignment for them. Gasp. They have to. <gasps> what is it? Build a doghouse by oh, sunset. Oh, so And if it's not completed, there will be hell to pay.
2: Oh, I love it. Yes.
1: So cute. Oh my God. Then they go marching
2: off together. No, right?
1: no, no. Actually, this all gets interrupted when Menchie notices some commotion going on in a clearing, starts growling viciously. The four of them, the four soldiers, well, the three soldiers and the demon sergeant, look, as all of a sudden, massive explosions start happening. Baseball! EXPLOSION! Not financed by Michael Bay! Because it would have a lot more titties and a hell of a lot more CG going on.
2: And a lot more broken childhoods. Definitely. Mm
1: -hmm. Michael Bay, stay out of our anime!
0: If you remake Thundercats. So help me
2: God, Michael Bay.
0: Bill, 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 put the knife down. It's the Sword of Omens. Oh. Show some
2: respect. Well, see. I Dude, don't... dude, he's got. Is, is it gonna, no, no, is dude. he gonna put in front of his face and it's gonna like Andrew. become a boner sword? Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew. Yeah? He's got
1: murder Michael Bay eyes. <laughs> I hate when he gets that. It takes him so long to calm down. <laughs> I know, I know. All right, Bill, 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 he's, line, he's line, line, he, Listen to him giggle, line. he's giggling maniacally. God. He's gonna kill us all. Hold on, I know the one thing. Bill? Bill, here. Here, t- just, ooh, Bill snacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God we brought the booze down here. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ, thank Quick, you. quick, while we, while we have him calm down. Oh, calm God, down. Yes, the massive explosion zen, right in front of Mitchy as it's Excel popping out! Free at last!
2: <clears laughs> you mean, <laughs> you mean in front of
1: Mickey. Oh, fair enough, in front of Mickey. But hey! She actually was able to escape with a she spoon. Did, she did something good. That, that's amazing. Oh, wait, there are now three guns strained upon her. <laughs> Poor Excel. Oh, yeah.
2: So what happens to Excel next?
1: Well, she gets carried off and thrown into a pit. Kind of reminiscent of the Viet Cong. So what was down in the pit, Josh? Well, what was down in the pit? way deeper than foot. Okay, well... And the we... Viet Cong didn't invent pits. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they used it quite frequently.
2: Ah, yes, the Viet Cong, <laughs> their well-known invention of pits.
1: Well. Holes in the ground. Anyways, excel. <laughs> my do- no, my, my, my dog. Holes in the ground. <laughs> my, my
2: dog has the Viet Cong to thank for <laughs> the next time he buries something <laughs> in the ground.
1: Thank you, Viet Cong. <laughs> the Viet Cong, digging pits and ruining lives since 1969. Oh. Like
0: a... Anti-intellectual Scooby-Doo? Yeah,
1: I think so. I think so. Yeah, that dog put down. Oh. (laughs) You were wondering what was down at the bottom? Yeah, I want to know what's at the bottom. Well, there's a mysterious character. (gasps) Clad in, looked like dirty, dingy, cast-off clothes that just seem to cover every inch of his or her body. I mean, you can't really tell a gender because there's a iron mask with giant screws coming out of the side and a palm tree. I love the
2: palm tree and I love Excel's line. It's a great line when Excel looks at the stranger and says, Who is this place? Where are you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Mysterious individual in the iron mask reveals their name to be Techon or TechSco voiced by Andy McCavin. Or Techy. Yes. Or Techy. That's correct. Well, of course, Excel doesn't really care about that. She goes on to a bit of a spiel about Lord Il Palazzo, at which point Tetsuko looks and says, "Lord Il Palazzo? Why does everyone know this guy?" I don't know, but Excel, excited by this, raises up her hand and flips him the bird. (laughs) (laughs) Not just flips him the bird, but like just like
2: waves it back and forth like (laughs) rapid fire style, and then like immediately turns with a thumbs up.
1: Right. They go on to a spiel about why Tetsuko was down there, that he tried to infiltrate this group, and they found him and threw him down there. And she makes a reference about being locked up down in a prison with a creepy old man, at which point Tetsuko indignantly screams out, I'm not a man! Uh, 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 uh. And anyways, there's plenty for you to do down here, if you have the will to do it, at which she points to various chalk drawings done in colored chalk all over the cavern wall. So I'm, I'm wondering, did these soldiers decide that, okay, yeah, we're gonna imprison you, we'll more likely torture you, we're probably gonna kill you at some point, not really feed you either, but we're gonna give you colored chalk.
2: It, it would be a courtesy. Makes as much sense as anything else. It's like, it's like when you go to a restaurant, and they give you, like, like, crayons. It's just to keep them from going in absolutely insane so they could torture them some more later. Right. So there you go.
1: Well, anyway. You know, I, I just want to say, though, too, I'm finding the characters to be more likable and more believable than those in a Bay film. I mean, hell, the female characters have tons more personality than the walking teenage boy sex dream fodder that Bay usually throws into his films.
2: Like uh, Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, anyway, I, I just wanted to make that statement. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Excel is just so much more personality. The blonde in the second
0: or third Transformers movie wasn't bad looking.
1: Was she the robot, uh, the, the
0: pretender?
2: No, but she wasn't bad looking either. Okay. I remember seeing that I can't that believe they actually made pretenders useful. I know, it was great, wasn't it?
1: Oh, God. Like, no. the
2: only good use of pretenders. God. Like, the only God. smart thing he's ever done. I think that it probably is. It just... He ruined something. He ruined
0: something that was awful. <sighs> And it came out half-assed
2: clever.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: like, kind of accidental. Was that the same? Jesus Christ, you're accidental. actually
1: singing the praises of Michael Bay. What the hell's okay. wrong with you? Okay, how
2: about this? Was that the same movie that with the racist, uh, with the racist trucks? Or yes, whatever?
1: that that. Yeah. So yeah.
2: that makes up for it, right? No, totally. Yeah. I mean, that's, All right.
1: Well,
0: no, it's a rare accidental win. I mean, yeah, everyone wins every once in a while.
1: Well, anyways, let's let's You've get been by- pregnant
0: with somebody once. Ouch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thus proving I've had sex at least once at in my At least entire one life. time. There you go. <laughs> Hyatt's tireless well, restlessly well, is it really a restless search when you're restfully inching your way across the floor like an inchworm? Um,
2: I feel like that would be restless because you imagine how much of her skin is being scraped off by the
1: pavement? Well, it doesn't look like uh, it's causing any real physical damage. I think she's being really gentle. Oh, okay. Like, it's just kind of creeping along. Yeah. And, uh, She's not alone in this scene. Oh, God, no. As she's inchworming her way down the street past a familiar apartment complex, we cut over to Watanabe kicking the door, flipping shit on his two roommates, just pissed off because, well, they seem to have used his porno magazine as a potholder, something that I seem to remember someone else doing that one time he stayed over at my apartment. Yeah, and you you flipped your shit and ran down the stairs, telling me goodbye the whole time, like you did too. Yeah, and it was my apartment. How the fuck does that happen?
2: I really love this character, and I always kind of feel bad for him because, as we'll see, especially in the next episode, he's just looking for love, man. He just wants love in all the
1: wrong places.
2: Well, yeah, but he still just wants love. But anyway, his is, fury. is he love or porkin? Uh, he wants both. But, you know, he wants to love first, then the pork. Oh, fair enough.
1: Mm-hmm. So he he wants to fall in love with Hyatt and then have her make him pork chops?
2: Yes! Okay. Isn't that the goal of any relationship? I would have gone with
1: bacon.
0: It's like that uh, classic Frank Sinatra song. Mm-hmm.
1: Love and porkin'. <laughs> <laughs> love and porkin'. Love and porkin'. Watanabe's... Furious indignation quickly evaporates as he comes across Hyatt, still trying to make her way across the street, but she seems to have been stopped by bundled up newspapers.
2: Ah, uh, yes, I always hate when that happens. Mm, yes. It happens to my Prius a lot. Of <laughs> course.
1: <laughs> Watanabe, first confused, lifts up the newspapers, allowing Hyatt to inchworm her way across, and then it happens. <gasps> Like a big giant sign that says, Undisguised Desire!
2: Which it literally does, actually. Oh, that's right, it does. Yeah, yeah, the subtitles.
1: Oh yeah, and he got pissed with the subtitles, told him to back off.
2: He did, and they did. They
1: listened. Oh yeah. He comes over and picks up Miss Hyatt, asking her if she needs any help. Of course, she informs him that she needs to get to somewhere very near here. That she's just moving into a new apartment. And she actually gives off the apartment number... Two. Number 204. Thank you. Apartment 204. Excel's apartment! That's right next door! Yes, apparently Excel has already accepted Hyatt as her roommate, never having met her or been informed that she was moving in.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Lord the Palazzo commanded it. Oh,
1: fair enough. Lord her, Palazzo her told her, Sir! Her,
0: so. her being the codependent she is.
1: She had no choice. Yes. Well, of course, Watanabe being the generous, kind man begins to help Hyatt over to the apartment. Says that his name is Watanabe and asks Hyatt what her name is. At which point... I'm Nabashin. God damn it! God damn it! No, Nabashin... Well, actually, yes, you did pop up there. Just... Then we go to break.
2: Hey, can you get us out of this place? Yeah, I... I'm kind of getting cold and I haven't eaten uh, any food except for that Hot Pocket about an hour ago. What?! You're a Hot Pocket?! You didn't
1: share it? Uh, what in God's name is wrong with you? I wanted that hot pocket! Uh,
2: oh, don't mind me.
0: I <coughs> did <coughs> a dog.
2: Oh, man, wait, didn't I bring Zeus on this trip? I...
1: You son of a bitch! <laughs> it was pretty tasty. Uh, I still have the I, tail. Oh, I can't go on. Just
0: go without me. Anyway. His no. name is because he fucks married women.
1: Speaking of dogs. <laughs> you, you, wait a minute. Andrew, 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 it's yeah. it's alright. <laughs> Speaking of dogs though, we come back from the break and we see the dog house is finished for Mickey. Oh, thank God. Oh, it's Mickey. fantastic. Oh. It's really well done. And there's a paint job of a sexy female dog pin up. God damn it. Freeze.
2: Oh. It's a lifestyle choice, Josh. It's a lifestyle ah, choice. Fucking... They they are soldiers who haven't seen a woman in so long, they just were gonna draw a dog and it got a little out of hand. They just put tits on everything. They just put tits on everything. Oh,
1: fucking A. It... Well, anyway, they remind us once again that Mickey is actually a girl and that the sexy pin up dog. F- fucking furries!
2: Uh, we would like to apologize to any furry
1: listeners. <laughs> God, there are two things I hate in this world are Michael Bay and
2: furries! Hey, do you think that Michael Bay was a furry or at least a scaly of some sort for doing the Ninja Turtle movie? That's it, I'm gonna... Oh my god,
1: Ah. I'm gonna find him! I'm gonna murder him! And just... Get out of... Just don't stop me! Uh...
2: He's not getting any of my bourbon. Uh, um So I guess I'll pick up for a few moments while he's gone. Um. So we go. uh We finish the scene. I and, forgot there was uh, stuff oh. I needed to do.
1: Oh, well, welcome back. I'm glad also, you also, made it back. I'm really low on gas. Uh, that's why I drive a Prius. Fuck you and your Prius. I'm just.
2: Hey, he don't he, you know make you feel better, Josh. What? If we finish this, uh this, this, this discussion of Excel Saga. All right. Are You sure? I think so. All
1: right.
2: Give it a shot. Okay. That's what your therapist told you to do. Right.
0: At very least, you leave my house.
1: <laughs> anyway, so you know, the soldiers are marveling over their work, enjoying Mickey's presence, as we see a o- shadowy onlooker from the trees with God, a very yes. familiar outline. Who could it be? Kind of like Andrew. Uh, leave my afro out of this. <laughs> well, great, thanks. You, you just spoiled it. And, oh, sorry. The was, it, back- was it Space Butler? I we, hope so. <laughs> we cut back to Excel and Texco sitting in their Viet Cong-style pit playing a... Well, a word game, actually. Ah! I love this word game! Oh, yes. They, they they start by... Andrew, well, explain the word game. So the word game is
2: this. They're so hungry and they're thinking about food that they played this word game where one of them starts with a food. Like, I would say, Coco. And Bill would then come up with a food that begins with a letter that was the last letter of my word. So I would say cocoa, and Bill would say... Okra. Oh, you don't know how to spell cocoa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bill would lose, because he has no idea how to spell cocoa. Isn't it C-O-C-O? <laughs> Look right there. Oh. It was yeah. A,
0: it was a shtick when I did
1: it. It was a shtick.
2: St- <laughs> so... Coco ends with an A. If it was Bill's turn, he might say... Asparagus. All right. And then Josh might say... Salami. And then I might say... Iceberg lettuce. And it would go like that on and on and on. If we have time, at some point, I want to do a a round of anime-related version of this food game. I think it'd be fantastic. I don't know if we'll have time today. But at some point... When we have nothing else to talk about at the beginning of an episode, we're playing that game to see who is
1: the master. They were doing their their game, but the foods that they were listing off sounded something more like the type of foods you would see on an episode of Chopped. In fact, I'm half wondering maybe the guys that write Chopped maybe watched this episode to get some of their ideas of stuff that they could use. They could have. What do you think, Bill? I mean, you love Chopped.
0: I doubt they took it from this episode.
1: <laughs> well, maybe they should. Maybe we should, like, give them, you know, send them an email and be like, hey, you should for ideas. Here you go. We can have our own
2: Chopped episode where we take, like, that list of food oh, and we, we, God, we no. can give it to our fans and say, make a meal out of it.
1: Yes. Coming to Anime Iowa, the Excel Saga Episode 3 Chopped episode. That would be so Live much challenge. fun. Chopped so challenge. Oh, much fun. Also oh free God. lunch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. At which point there's a shadowy figure at the pit, and we realize it's <gasps> Nabashin! <gasps> oh! Nabashin! Yes, Nabashin gallantly leaps down as you would see in any anime where you know a guy has a great height to leap down, he's probably gonna do a superhero pose and no, he's bouncing off his afro. Pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Bill, I mean how deep do you think that hole was? I mean you said more than ten foot. What do you think? Twenty?
0: Yeah, probably somewhere in the 20-foot range, I would say. I mean, definitely more than 10 foot.
1: The average human being would not survive landing on their head after doing a 20-foot drop,
2: right? I mean, I've seen Jeff Hardy do it. It's true. The first ten feet, I think, are are free, and then after that's a D six. It's only a six, so, you've got so... Enough <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <clears throat> so if they're past level one, they should be fine. Well, I guess yeah.
1: maybe we could use count his uh, his afro as a form of uh damage reduction. As yeah,
2: well. yeah, at least half. Cause Cause I mean, just... he's probably got levels of monk because we saw the
1: Naba Yeah, yeah. Nabashin and Tetsuko have a very tender moment. They embrace. I haven't seen you forever! Yes, and they start going on to this dialogue, at which point it keeps getting interrupted by Excel. I think we probably missed some important plot points, like how Techo knew Nabashin, and... Just, who in the fuck is Nabashin? I mean, you know... I
2: think Excel was just being homophobic. I think so, too. Uh, this was the late 90s, so, uh you know, a little bit of sensitivity towards sexuality. Not so much during that time. So, Josh, did you did you skip over the scene where they were looking at the drawings and Excel was imagining oh, uh, a Lord God. Il Palazzo, one of my favorite parts?
1: Oh, fuck. I am so sorry. Andrew. why don't you enumerate? I you will
2: regale us. Uh, so, remember, earlier on they were drawing pictures on the walls, to which uh, it looks like Excel has created a nice little illustration of Lord Il Palazzo himself. Oh, yes. Uh, to which... They have a wonderful bit of dialogue where she imagines what Lord El Palazzo is doing.
1: What the hell do you want, Excel? I love you
2: so fucking much. <laughs> even in, as Bill said, e- when we were watching the episode again today, like, even in her, like, fantasies, it's all still fucked
1: up. Lord El Palazzo still does not still has respect no her, yeah, No,
0: doesn't none do. at all. Yep. That's sad, because that means she knows it on some level.
1: Yeah, she does, because does.
2: she just played it out. But yet, yeah, she's playing the victim. Mm, yes. This is probably some sort of social commentary about uh, about abusive relationships. and I don't think it's intended to be, but kind of well, is. Kind of, yeah. Yeah.
1: Nabashin grabs, grabs. Yeah! <laughs> <Techka>. <laughs> I'm being touched. Very similar. <laughs> I think almost similar to
2: Sitting on this side of the that table.
1: scene in Batman. In the original Tim Burton Batman... Batman and Robin? No, no. Tim Burton Batman! Bat-bat-bat nipples? Michael Keaton, not George Clooney. Alicia Silverstone? No. Arnold Schwarzenegger? No! Oh. Batman! <laughs> no! <Yes. laughs> anyway. You know, the scene in the original Batman where he grabs Vicki Vale and they shoot off with his grappling hook. Well, I think it's very similar to that. And, uh... Nabashin produces a grappling hook from his afro of holding. Indeed. And chucks it up. And they clank onto the top of the pit. And they two fly off into safety, leaving XL completely behind. Yes. XL wants to know, well, why? Well, you know, couldn't you save me too? And Nabashin's like, no, you look kind of heavy. Uh, he does not have the way with the ladies, does he?
2: No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, he did lift a, a person wearing an iron mask. I imagine that, uh, an 18-year-old
1: so... 18, 18 girl would be fairly- Right, easy to especially live. a starving one. Right! Exactly! exactly. Uh, God, she couldn't weigh more than 130 pounds!
2: Yeah, and what, what's great about that scene is that we get this, like, Complete explosion out of the out of the hole in the ground, and Excel's face just kind of like rippling up is like. Brought to you by Michael Bay. Y- y- yeah. yes. Damn
1: it, Bay! Get out of my anime!
2: It's, I'm sorry. He's just there, and it, me.
1: we we no.
2: So we get a scene where all the different Excel faces are screeching at the top of their lungs, mm-hmm. uh, and then he threatening, finally threatening
1: to haunt him. Yes. you know after she has passed away, and finally Nabashin relents. He goes, "Yes, fine. I save save you by opening a, an emergency exit at the bottom of the pit." Yeah,
2: yeah. Don't don't question it. Just sure. just go Again, with it. Excel.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. It's kind of like a magic satchel, I guess. Just it's there. So anyway. Nabashin, Tetsuko and Excel making a daring escape and the paramilitary group decides to that they have to get the prisoners back and they mobilize. Utilizing such a massive array of weaponry and stock footage of paper soldiers being paratrooped down and toy construction equipment being pulled on strings. Yeah, that's pretty cool. A paper airplane suspended on a ceiling. Low budget. And then, they, they, they ran out of their budget. A crudely drawn naval fleet done in crayon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I actually, uh, contributed that myself. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I drew that. We, we, we hadn't graduated high school yet. Yeah. So
0: you couldn't draw that good then. True.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I, okay, okay, sorry. I'm just a little bitter. I sent them in and they said it looks too much like a potato and I was really sad.
1: That didn't even look like a potato, dude. It was a circle. Uh-huh. And I wrote the word I wrote wrote aircraft carrier written in the center of it.
2: Yeah, so that way they
1: knew what it was. That's how drawing
0: works.
1: (laughs) Anyways, I'm an artist. Very low budget. You're right, Bill. But I, I have to say, Mr. Bay, I want you to take note of this. Even though you have literally millions of dollars to use on CG, these cheap ass props are still used in a way that's far more effective. People, even though they can still tell exactly what it is that those things are supposed to be. You use all these absurd effects and we can barely tell if Blur number 1 was an Autobot or if Blur number 2 was a Decepticon or if it was just a woman's boob jiggling up and down.
0: Blur was an Autobot.
1: No, no, I'm talking like, you know, a blur as in the image blur, not the Autobot blur, Bill. God, stay with me here. I can't stay with you. I'm lost. No, 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 that's J.J. Abrams, not that's oh. someone else completely. Oh, All right, I don't sorry, have a, sorry. I don't have a problem with Abrams, man. Episode 7 of Star Wars was, was fantastic. Didn't watch it. Yeah, practical yeah. effects. Thank you, J.J. Thank you. But anyway! Hey, Excel! So, as the soldiers are about to capture their, or go after their escape prisoners, Nabashin and Tetsuko realize that, well, they need... A distraction, they and to escape. they have to escape. And Nabashi produces from the afro of holding a sh- shotgun, a pump-action shotgun, and hands it to Excel. To which she goes, "That's really dangerous, Andrew If you got there, dude."
2: <laughs> so good.
1: But yes, they hand Excel the shotgun. Tetsuo wishes Excel luck, and the two go skipping off happily so kind of wondering what the hell is going on with these. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course we cut to Nabashin and Tatchko running away and engaging in some actually cliché dialogue about, you know, some other time that they were in a tight spot like this.
2: Mhm. And you know when they say things like that, that's not going to end oh, well. Oh,
1: they go into even more cliche dialogue, which is, you know, very foreshadowing of someone dying. I mean, one of these two just need to say three more days and I'm uh, I'm retired. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of course, the inevitable happens as Tetsuko is attacked by a giant anaconda.
2: Out of nowhere.
1: Out of nowhere. That, that was is... a
2: big, uh, a big fucking No particular snake. reason. Yeah. No.
1: No, in fact, Nabashin's like, what the hell's an anaconda doing here?
2: That's exactly my thought.
1: Uh, I don't even think anacondas are indigenous to Japan.
0: No, Uh, no. they're in South America, so maybe I'm right.
2: That's
0: a good
1: indication. Well, then again, too, you know, Burmese pythons aren't indigenous to Florida, yet they have a hell of a problem with them now.
0: Neither are skanks, but I mean. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Stands to reason anacondas were there.
1: Nabashin. Gallantly tries to save Tetchko from the devouring jaws of the snake, only to rip Tetsko in half, and they share a moment.
2: But he's he's more concerned about her lower half. Yes.
1: (laughs) But but Tetsko's not one to complain. No. I'm dying! I'm dying! Yes, Yes. and but finally is like, Nabashin as a button appears on the iron mask. Nabashin reaches out, presses the button. I can't wait! the mask, and the outfit explode off Let's go to reveal <gasps> Maytel. Maytel! Oh my god! One of my favorite animes the of all time. What the fuck is going on? Why is Maytel... God damn it!
0: I second the what the fuck is going on. Yeah,
1: Shinichi... Uh, okay, look. Shinichi Watanabe... Okay, I know you're listening to us because we're amazing. What the hell's wrong with you? I know, you know, people love to put in their subtle references to other works that they love. You know, maybe make a Mm -hmm, character mm -hmm. look like a a well-established character. Maybe you would see a kid looking like Astro Boy walking down the street. You see a car that might look like the Mach 5 driving down the road. You just don't out and out put Maytel from Galaxy Express 3-9 there in Nabashin's arms. Yes, you do. Yes, you do, because she's
2: amazing. I love her so much. And she looks so beautiful. Like, she's so beautifully animated in this scene, even though she's missing her lower half. Like, she has no vagina, but she still keeps that dignity. It's great. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. It is a well-animated piece. Yeah, I mean, you even get to the point where Nabashin looks like a character from Galaxy Express 3.9. Why are we still doing this?! It's amazing. Why are we still doing this? No, no. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, because
2: it's amazing. You don't understand. It's such a great moment. It's the one of the greatest moments from
0: You're the anime. Right? I don't understand.
1: Oh, Bill, I think for once we have to agree. But but we cut You're to both wrong. to spotlights flashing. You're not wrong, upon I don't understand. On the couple <laughs> as they're about to move into kiss, and you hear the demon sergeant say, "That's the end of the love scene." Yes, literally. That's, that's what he said. He, he clearly states that this is the end of the love scene and we've got this uh, huge climactic no, moment. No! No! And then he just what, Josh? Well, what happens? well, he engages in cliche dialogue with Nabashin, once again, you know, revealing that there may be a hidden past between them. Oh, I don't care about that part, deep, Josh. But, of course, the demon sergeant gives the order. They open fire and kill. They may Maytel.
2: It was so sad. And it was such a dramatic moment. He's holding machine is holding Maytel, Techko in in his arms as a train goes flying by. Yeah. I again another nod to Galaxy Express three nine. Yeah. Yes. Why does a machine gun shoot one bullet? That is a really good question. I was wondering the same thing.
1: Maybe they were trying to get a proper alignment set up, you know, maybe did they, they, they would, and then you just see the one bullet. Maybe out. they
2: use their VATS system.
1: Maybe they, they were, maybe, they did. maybe yeah. once again, this is another reference to a lot of, uh, 80s action movies where you have the bad guys just open fire and they don't hit jack shit. You
0: like, hear, the da, 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 and then you see one yellow line. So the one bullet actually was mm-hmm. fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh huh. Uh-huh. And it doesn't bad matter editing. if I use VATS, play it the way I want to. <laughs> Bill sucks with the vats. I'm what? I've never seen anyone miss at point blank range on a behemoth with a fat man.
2: Didn't he hit a dog with a
1: fat man though? <laughs> no. That was great. Red cast. Red rad dudes. Red rad dudes. Red dudes. Nabashin goes apeshit, starts running after the soldiers, pulling out two massive machine guns from the afro of holding. This is a, an amazing item, by the way. And it cuts to a watercolor of Nabashin running after with the two machine guns with Maytel's fallen face behind him in a very classic, cliched style. Very of, picturesque. Oh, it's very beautiful, very beautiful, actually, yes. But then we cut to Excel, who is apparently, while trying to distract the guards, has fallen. Mm-hmm. Due to massive hunger, yep, she's pretty much passed out because she is hungry and can't get a bite to eat. And anyway, there's there's Menchie. Oh, she's so happy. There's Menchie, Menchie! and the two soldiers there Aww. protecting Mickey. And, Go Mickey. Yep, she's doomed. But we cut back to Nabashin, who's standing upon a pile of dead bodies, both machine guns spent, dead bodies and a dead tank. Like, literally, the tank's like rolled over on its side, like it's dead, like he shot that tank to death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Really awesome. And of course, the Demon Sergeant's nowhere to be seen until, out of nowhere, an Apache helicopter flies behind Nabashin. The Demon Sergeant once again declares, Nabashin, I see that you're still a ninja commando from hell. <laughs> Begins to open fire upon the machine who begins to run away. And here we go, folks. The climax that we've had a proper build-up to, unlike a certain action director who just gives us nothing more than his orgasm in the form of overused CGI and way overused explosion with no build-up to them or any real plot line to help drive the tension to create a sense of investment in the horribly directed and two-dimensional lead characters... <gasps> I'm talking about Michael Bay again, okay?
2: I'd <sighs> like to apologize
1: to anyone who likes Michael Bay's films, because you're wrong. Very wrong. The demon sergeant opens fire with the machine guns upon Nabachine. He's struck in the Afro, and he collapses to the ground. Not the Afro! No! Yes, the Afro! And he fires a single missile at the prone machine in a massive explosion.
2: Will this be the end of Nabashin? Yes, well... Find out next week on Excel Saga.
1: No, you idiot, right now. Because, yes, as the demon sergeant is gloating over his fallen comrade, we see that Nabashin is actually standing on top of the Apache helicopter. Oh, yeah. With an RPG aimed right at the cockpit and opens fire, yes. Yes. The helicopter crashes into the camera in a very epic explosion. That's actually just stock footage of a firework, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a single firecracker mm-hmm. going off. It's pretty
0: awesome. Actually, oh, I point out, that's how I play first-person shooters. That's about right. Yeah,
1: yeah, that that's true. He just like that to is about get, right. Get right there in front of them and just fire with the most explosive weapon he's got, and it goes off like a firecracker. Excel, still surrounded by the soldiers. As the explosion goes off, we see the doghouse flying, flaming, striking the two soldiers. (gasps) No! Killing them instantly. Leaving Benchy there with Excel, who picks her up, surveys the damage, talks about how war accomplishes nothing. Another interesting message. Yes. Excel turns around and walks away as an explosion happens. That's right, people! She just did the walking away from the explosion without looking behind her. She is a total badass, folks. She is the baddest of asses. And we cut to another wonderful watercolor of Excel holding Menchie with the explosion behind her. Mm -hmm. We cut to the next morning as Hyatt commenting that now that she's had some rest and has uh, been reanimated, that it's time for her to accomplish her mission. Cut to Excel triumphantly walking with Menchie now strapped on her stomach, so that way Menchie doesn't escape, mind you.
2: And her and Menchie's head like bounces off of her boobs.
1: Yes, that too. Oh poor Menchie. Poor Menchie and awesome Menchie at the same time. But cut back to once again Hyatt, wondering how is she going to find Excel? We see Excel stepping out of the jungle to the corner right by her apartment, and she runs right into Hyatt, who's got a look of joy that she's accomplished her mission that she's found excel excel a little confused is just like hi and then hi it just falls dead on top of excel
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and which, which i believe she makes some sort of comment like like how well, that's a very rude thing to do to meet someone and then just die
1: immediately on them it right
2: is, something along those lines it was pretty fantastic
1: pan away to the sky and one last explosion just for arbitrary reasons, we just have one last explosion.
2: Mm-hmm. There was just enough money in the budget.
1: Yes, we cut to once again the the closing card that says or episode, The Sacrificial Lamb of the Venomous Great Escape of Hell. Today's experiment
0: failed.
1: Dun-dun. And we cut to a final scene. Looks like that the VHS tape has run out. Final statement about that the, you've reached the end of the tape and it will now rewind as we see Koshi Passed out. Apparently, this movie was extremely boring. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I stopped paying attention. What happened? <laughs> oh, well, the movie the, the the episode's over. Oh, good. Yes, actually, the last thing we see are two prominent anime figurines that will feature very very heavily, very heavily, in the future, foreshadowing.
2: Yes. So that was Excel Saga episode three, folks. The whatever long title it is, Escape from Hell, and uh, so. As is customary, uh what did you think about it? Josh, we'll start with you because you did the review this time.
1: I actually really enjoyed this episode. Unlike the previous episode which was supposed to be a sci fi adventure, there was a whole lot of just plot point, plot point, plot point, but not real any cohesive story. This one actually did have a cohesive story. It had a great mix of, of humor, a great just a great mix of humor, action, a lot of lot of light jabs at those older Action movies like Rambo, Terminator, mm-hmm. even the classic Batman. I mean, you you see a lot of great references to it, and it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was it was a good romp, and I really enjoyed this episode. I good. it's it's definitely one of my top episodes for the series. Good, Bill. What
0: do you think? It was uh, the best so far. Mm-hmm. It was actually coherent. It was a story. There was a story. There, mm-hmm. there was a plot. Things didn't always happen just because. So, yeah, I mean, it's not a real high scale, but uh, it's the best so far.
2: Yeah, no, I would say that this is probably one of the better episodes, uh, especially the early episodes, one of the better ones. Uh, The next episode that we'll be doing is probably... Probably my favorite of the whole series for me personally, but, uh, this one is definitely up there in one of the top episodes. It, like you said, good story, uh, well, I mean, not good. And it's a good. I didn't say good story. Okay, sorry. I said, I, I said I, there I, was a story. There is a story. There's a story. <laughs> I, I love the obligatory reference to Maytel Galaxy Express 3-9 is one of my favorite animes.
1: And, and honestly, honestly, I'm, I'm gonna be, you know, straight up about this. I, I, I found the, uh, the Galaxy Express nine reference to be very humorous and just the mm-hmm. what-the-fuck moment.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'll be straight up about it. I honestly have no idea what the hell's going on.
1: Well, and as someone who's never really watched a whole lot of anime, you don't know Galaxy Express Nine. It's actually one of the more... Classic anime series that has had numerous re reimaginings. Captain Harlock. Uh, numerous reimaginings, uh, a couple movies, uh, even a recent update as well. Okay, I think I don't know. Okay, yeah, it's, it, <laughs> but it, but it's a classic, and uh, to have that reference in there to be so blatantly obvious, I'm like, here, here's a reference, and I'm not going to be subtle about it one bit. It was actually very funny. It
2: was. And and I really am looking forward to the next episode. Well, next week we have probably, like I said, my favorite episode of the entire series. Well, love, Puny. Yeah. And uh, I won't give too much away, but Love, Puny definitely takes us down yet another genre uh, looking into the idea of romance. It'll be a love story, ladies and gentlemen. And it'll be a love story for the ages. And a love story much better than Twilight. And Joshua Douglas. Yes, it's my week. It's my week to do the recap. So oh, yeah, okay. here we go. It'll be... It'll, it actually works out really well because it'll, I'll be doing my favorite episode and I am so excited, guys. I really can't wait. So
0: uh, make sure that you share us on Twitter, tell everybody about us on Facebook,
2: or we will make Josh do a Twilight episode. <gasps> oh, my God, please. I've already seen the movie once and I don't ever want to see it again, so... Yeah,
1: really, seriously. The one time I watched it, it was so I could get laid. Did it I, work? Yeah. Nice, nice. Probably just, not worth it. <laughs> On that note, folks. Well, guys, I mean, it's been a lot of fun, but I'm getting really hungry here.
2: I yeah, I I really could go for another hot pocket.
1: Damn it! You ate all the hot pockets. Yeah, you ate my dog. No, Bill ate your dog. I just stole a leg.
0: I think somebody's coming. Wait. Is it? Oh, that's Michael Bay. No! Oh god!
1: <laughs> no! Oh! Oh, fuck you, babe! I am the Ninja Commando from hell, Dave Josh!
2: Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. To find out more about the show, visit tuningjapanese.com. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tuning Japanese, on Twitter at Tuning Japanese, and Tumblr at TuningJapanese.tumblr.com. You can also send us any questions, suggestions, or feedback by emailing the show at TuningJapanese at gmail.com. Be sure to also leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. If you liked our show, check out the other programs in our podcasting network, including the Shadow Vein Podcast and the Rundown Wrestling Podcast.
1: cutlet
0: tepid water
1: raw horse
0: entrails of fish
1: hot peppers
0: sea urchins
1: syrup pancakes Swiss steak a la mode eclair raw tuna apple dumpling graham crackers salmon stew wasabi peas soup pickled peppers salsa alligator rutabaga apricot omelette
2: treacle tart.
1: Toadstool.
2: Lasagna.
1: Anchovy. Yak. Kelp.
0: Papaya.
1: Almond dressing. Ground lamb. Banana parfait.
0: Karaoke rice. Elk. Kebab. Beef
1: shanks. Shark soup. Pie filling. Gooseberry jam. Mulberry mousse. Everclear. Ravioli. Instant soup. Potatoes. Strigonuff. flounder, Rock lobster. Rumming salad. Donuts. Potato No, oh, no, I need sweet potatoes!